At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Well, welcome back to Lorehammer. My name is Eric. Hey. That's Mark. <laughs> yeah. If you needed a crash course, mm-hmm. uh, Mark's our other the other host Thank you. of Lorehammer. Mm-hmm. The better host. <laughs> yeah, look how good I the am. The prettier host. Uh, yeah. You got a face for radio. I'm getting mixed signals. <laughs> I don't know what to feel. I like to keep him on his toes, you know? <laughs> Uh, joining us today is James. Hello. Welcome back. It's yeah. been a minute, actually, since you've been on. Yeah, I know. I got I got to the point where I thought I was a I thought I was a co-host for a while there, but now uh, you're expecting that paycheck to start coming. Well, I was, you, you've been doing so much for us. I don't know what to do with that. That sounds like <laughs> sarcasm. <laughs> I don't like it. I truly was. Uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna. Cry a little bit, and you guys can go on with the show. Uh, also joining us today, though, is Josh. Hello. How you doing? Doing okay. Uh, brother of James. Yes. <laughs> we all are, though. Really. <laughs> yeah. We're all brothers. Uh, uh, and um, player of the Death Corps of Creek. Yes. So that's a pretty appropriate... Oof. Thing to play today. I'm like, who do who wants who we can have on this episode? I couldn't even figure. Then we got him. (laughs) I haven't played your Death Core ever. You've never played it? Yeah. Well, I've only played it a few times. I struggle painting, so Ah. (laughs) (laughs) there's there's a struggle. There's a lot of effort put into each individual model. Well, I yeah, I, I enjoy doing the bases a lot. So oh yeah, the bases are always so good. Your stuff is very like thematic and cinematic yeah well i what i do is i try to think up like uh what the guy's doing in the base it's like um one of them he's got the grenade launcher and he's kind of walking over like a broken wall and it just oh. looks cool oh so, yeah um yeah all your bases are always so crazy looking well thank yes. you I, <laughs> yes they're, they're almost like mini uh dioramas dioramas exactly yeah, yeah. they're nice but that, that's kind of what i was trying to go for just that's the part I find fun. Yeah. Painting the models is <laughs> tedious and painful, so I just... Agreed, but at least you do it. <laughs> uh, well, do I? <laughs> uh, well, today's episode is uh, all about the death core yeah. of Krieg. Um, but before we actually get into the episode itself, uh, we're just going to talk about a couple things. Uh, mainly being, if you didn't know, we have a lot of ways for you to interact with us uh, outside of the podcast itself, such as our Patreon. Heard of that. Um, where you can support us financially, give us your money, you know. <clears throat> yeah. No, I say you can give us your money. It wasn't sure. a threat. 
or was it? <laughs> he has his finger on the exterminatus button right now. Don't do it! Don't do it! Best meme I've seen in a long time is a gender reveal meme, and it's like exterminatus going to a planet, be like, it's a boy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> I enjoyed that one. Oh, that's good. Uh, we also have Redbubble, so you can actually buy merchandise. Sure. With our logo on it. Yeah, you can try to navigate that shitty site. We need to. I got so <laughs> many messages the last couple of days about people like, how do I get it's your rough. merchandise? Yeah. Like, it's crazy. I'm it, changing. Fuck Redbubble. Okay, up next. Hey. Go check out Facebook. Go check out Instagram. You guys know all that. The big thing, we're going Spotify exclusive on October 21st. So. There's a couple more weeks for you guys to go to Spotify, download the free app, subscribe. It's super easy, super nice. Plus, you get all the all the music. Oh, 10 out of 10. So make sure you uh, do that. Go subscribe. Do all that kind of stuff. Follow us on there October 21st. That's when we're changing over. You won't be able to find us on any other place except for Spotify. So uh, please, mm-hmm. please join us with that because it's super exciting that uh, it's happening for us. So, yeah. Cool. Spotify. Spotify. That's their jingle. Yeah, yeah. It's the new one. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Hey, is that all the housekeeping? Well, I'm ready to talk about deathcore. I think because I'm super excited for that. All right. Well, in that case, let's. um, It's pronounced corpse. Is it? Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you. I don't know if that's for real or not. It's not. <laughs> okay. That was funny. Like. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's get into our episode. We're, today we're doing an episode on Death Corps of Krieg, which is an Imperial Guard Regiment. Um, so the Imperium of Man boasts many armies, from the mighty Astartes to the righteous Sisters of Battle to the humble Imperial Guard Regiments and many more other types of armies. Um, the Imperial Guard Regiments is a term used to describe a guard regiment from a specific planet. So the Cadian Guard come from the Cadian system. The Armageddon Steel Legion come from Armageddon. So the Death Corps of Krieg, they come from any takers? The Death Krieg. Yep. (laughs) Checks out. (laughs) Checks out. It follows the pattern that you established. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, These guard regiments can vary in uh, combat doctrine, ideology, war gear, uh, availability of resources, or even how the rest of the Imperium perceives them. Uh, guard regiments are so varied. There can be infinite amount. Like, there's some crazy ones where they're just, like, feral guard regiments on a planet that, like, are all tattooed up and, like, crazy feral guys with las guns. It's wild. And then you got some more standard ones. Uh, but today we're going to talk about uh, one of the most 40K grimdark badass regiments, which we think is the Death Corps of Krieg. Yeah, definitely they... They seem to tick a lot of boxes in the grim dark criteria. Yeah, they they got great aesthetic. They got like a crazy backstory, um, crazy mentality. Yeah, <laughs> they're over the top. Over the top. That's one of the boxes. That over the top is one of the boxes. <laughs> checks cool. out. Checks out. <laughs> uh, so let's start with the planet of Krieg itself. So. I always forget these things. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Krieg is found in the Segmentum Tempestus and is south uh, and west of Terra in the Uhulis sector. Oh. So mention of its system is actually surprisingly absent from Imperial records, uh, even, like, it's odd considering its uniqueness and, like, well-known, hmm. like, 
what's that called when someone something's really well known? Renown. Yes. Oh. oh. Considering it's renown in the Imperium. You owe like, me a Coke. <laughs> you didn't jinx them. Oh. Jinx up! <laughs> I still did it. Uh, yeah, considering it's renown, it's surprising that we don't know the star system. Sure. Of the planet. Of well, Greek. they don't want anyone to find it. That's uh, yeah, because they're fan worried about invasions. Well, they don't want anyone to take it away. World. There, they don't want it to take anyone to take it away because it's so valuable, <laughs> so so precious. It's it's the Keep jewel it of the Imperium. <laughs> Keep it safe. <laughs> secret is safe. Safe. I don't know. There's something in there. Wouldn't it be because of the um, the history of how it got, how it broke off from? Yeah, the I think so. Like uh, for. The one thing I really learned about this episode is how relevant or how new um, the Death Corps actually are. Like, they're only, like, been around for, like, 50 years or something in their, like, current kind of, like, um, rendition. So we'll we'll get into it here a little more. But uh, at one point, it was a – Krieg was a prosperous hive world and specialized in manufacturing and trade. Uh, with billions of inhabitants. Without other information to illuminate us, we could assume that life on this planet prior to its baptism of fire was not particularly bad or arduous. Yeah, it just really seemed like any other hive worlds. Yeah, Yeah, fairly standard place. But it had um, a reputation for building really well-put-together stuff and Mm -hmm. like a lot Uh, it comes in later but they had they built like their own orbital stations and defense platforms around their planet and apparently it was very like well done oh it's the japan of the imperium (laughs) really not what i would go with james complaints at (laughs) gmail.com said that to him it's a compliment they make good good cars (laughs) good cars um so Krieg, prior to it, what we know it currently, was led by a council of autocrats that, over time, became increasingly paranoid of outside influences upon their own planet. <laughs> their attempts to consolidate power and solidify their falsely assumed autonomy ultimately led to their renunciation of the emperor's authority and, even more alarming, his divinity. Ah. That is heresy of the highest order. (laughs) Of the highest order. Of the highest order. (laughs) Yeah, they straight up were like, you know what? No one's allowed to touch Krieg but Krieg. And they, (laughs) yeah, they left. They (laughs) left a hole in my heart. Okay, here's Ah. here's a real question. Was it called Krieg before? Yeah. It seems an odd thing to name your planet. War? Yeah. Well, all they did, I think, was built things for war. Well, wouldn't you Mm. call it like, I don't know. The manufactory or like the produ- <laughs> the production place or uh, the factory. That makes like factory. a more sane more sane name for I don't, a planet. I don't have a good reason about na- uh naming conventions in forty K. <laughs> but I'm gonna tell you right now, don't look into it. Because you're not gonna be happy no matter what you find. All right. Primaris. <laughs> it means first. Because but they they're not second. the first. Oh, <laughs> So it's the first in our hearts. <laughs> <laughs> well, they are now. Yeah. So they uh, they don't they don't like the emperor anymore. So this actually ended up creating a civil war on mm. the planet. So in M forty four three three, the high autocrat uh, named Purge from Imperial Records, as is tradition, declared Krieg a planet independent from the Imperium with himself as the ruler. 
Normally, a declaration of independence is comparable to a suicide note, but because Creed's manufacturing abilities, uh, they were well suited to defend themselves from off-planet assaults. Yeah, so this is going back to the fact that they had built such crazy, like, orbital defense, and they had, like, really good things in system. They were pretty much safe from any of the fleets that were in the sector. Yeah. I thought it, it was also because they were really far away. Am I wrong on that? Or? They're not that far away. Actually, no. they're pretty close to Terra when it comes on the galactic. But I think they're map. out of like things that are west of the uh, of mm. Seoul are fairly. Yeah, it's not really west though. Like, well, it's, it's right here, so it's south and west. We're just looking more at a south. map for people. Yeah, but who wanna but still, but still, things that are to the west. It's not the obscurest system, but it. Mm. Things tend to be more out of the way. The further you weigh, the further you are away from the Ultima segmentum is the further you are from from the holy light of the Emperor. What? No. Yeah, that's the just Ultima the way it segmentum works. Segmentum is. Yeah, it's over there in the in the uh, in the east. No, isn't the on the east the Ultima and the middle is yeah. where Soul is? Yeah, I know, but this is. Soul. I'm talking about the way they write the stories. Oh. And you're far away from your mic. No one knows what you're saying. That's okay. <laughs> I'm not saying anything. I'm just arguing with air at this point. <laughs> yes. I'm just I'm just yeah. saying the the way they tend to they what the way they tend to do things is it seems like a lot of things happen near There's near enough Ultima. things in the airspace around where Krieg is to rationalize like there would have been big fleets. It's just that Krieg's defenses were so good, nothing could get through. Ooh. We'll yeah. just have to agree to disagree. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's Guard- up for debate. <laughs> guard regiments quickly took control of the planet. Uh, Heretical guard regiments. Yeah. 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 Uh, and its orbital stations, orbital defense stations, until there was only one bastion left. Uh, hive Pharaoh Guard. Grad. Yeah. So one of the last messages that the Imperium was able to get through to the planet... Um, to the loyalists uh, was that the planet like must not fall <laughs> and Colonel Yurton I'm assuming is how you say his name sure of the Krieg 83rd Imperial Guard Regiment was in command of High Ferrograd and uh, so he knew that no help was coming like nothing was go- punching there was nothing close enough to punch through the systems like or the defenses of the planet. So yeah. he knew he's alone. So he's facing <laughs> impossible odds to hold an even more impossible order, you know, that Krieg doesn't fall. Yeah. Uh, Yurton declared that if the Emperor couldn't have Krieg, then no one would. Uh-huh. Classic. He's a reasonable man. That, 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 of it it yeah. makes sense. That's Imperium logic. Checks out. <laughs> yeah. I'm okay with it. It's not good for me. Burn it. <laughs> Just level the planet. So on the day of the Feast of the Emperor's Ascension, Colonel Yurton unleashed an arsenal of atomic bombs to cleanse the planet in what would later be known as the Purge. The entire planet was awash in nuclear fire, destroying its entire ecosystem and collapsing its economy completely. This fire raged for days, eventually placing the planet in a perpetual nuclear winter. Krieg had become a death world. Just fucking nuked his own planet. Yeah. <laughs> he's in High Ferrograd, and he's uh, like, may the Emperor have mercy on us all. It's <laughs> the big red button. Oh, my goodness. He exterminatist himself. <laughs> well, didn't 
all the other guys come in and they're like, hey, we won. We And they come into the base and there's no one there. And then the guy nukes them. We're like, dang. It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but yeah, so he would have been hiding, right? Because yeah. there were still survivors. He, you know, he mm. did nuke the entire planet, but uh, obviously there's still some small amount of time from when nukes are launched to when it hits. So uh, the survivors had escaped to underground bunkers. Mm. And uh, apparently some even live, like, deep in the chem wastes of the planet itself. Oh. So I'm assuming that means on the planet's surface, yeah. which is, like, that's, that's seems good... like not a great place to try and survive. Some people Give like winter. Yeah. Works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> send up that one guy over there. We don't like him very much if he dies. <laughs> then we'll send what? another guy. Yeah. <laughs> a couple boils. <laughs> some some like open sores that never heal. If you guys can't handle that, then you just don't you're just not tough enough for, for the creek. You know what? That's fair. I am not tough enough for Creek. <laughs> Few people are. Uh so after this becomes this chemical weight or this radioactive wasteland. Um, there's still bastions of heretics. Oh, yes. All throughout the planet. So inch by grueling inch, the Krieg 83rd Imperial Guard Regiment crawled its way across the planet, retaking it for the Emperor and destroying those that had chosen to deny him. But it's like, it's not quick. Like, when you say slowly, it's like, very slowly. As slowly. Yeah, like, like the reclamation of the planet took them 500 years. Yeah, it's, it's uh, inch by inch, inch by inch. Yeah, like I, I, I know a lot of the descriptions are like, they're just like feeding people into the meat grinder constantly for 500 years. Yeah. yeah they're just yeah. like, yep, yep, checks out, go, go, go. Yeah. And they just die instantly. And then oh, they yeah. keep sending. In grueling more. trench warfare in a nuclear winter. It's perfect. <laughs> It's delicious. It's delightful. <laughs> so they would uh, fight on a world that they had destroyed, purging it of the heretics after 500 years uh, that had caused a civil war. The majority of the population now lives underground, and the only true safe haven from the nuclear fallout that will never leave the planet's surface. Yeah. So everyone's fucked except underground in these crazy bunkers that they have. Yeah, the only place you can live reliably is underground yeah. on Krieg. Yeah. So the after five hundred years, um, this was now when the true death corpse of Krieg kinda happened. Um so finally in the year nine four nine M forty, uh Krieg Command sent a message to the Administratum that their world was once again clean of heretical infestation and they're that they're re- ready to re enter the Imperium fold. Uh the, res- the response back was uh terse demanding restitution for 500 years of missed imperial ties. <laughs> but but I also like that I because what I remember um they didn't they didn't have records of it so like what the hell is this place? <laughs> yeah. I don't know what it is. There's, I just assume I mean, that they're late. 500 years of like missed communication with them or whatever right like yeah and so people, it's gonna pop back up and people are gonna be like what like what, what is, is this place well i might yeah. as well demand some stuff from them <laughs> well but like stuff. but like they had no idea they don't like who are who are these people <laughs> i don't know what this is from yeah but. so they ordered krieg as like hey look you missed 500 years here's your punishment so you have to send us a full guard regiment to make up for these missed tithes perfect uh 
So Krieg sends 20 fully trained and armed regiments, <laughs> and they demanded to be sent to the most dangerous war zones possible. <laughs> and then when they get there, it's like, oh, this is nothing. We've been fighting, in, 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 we've been yeah. fighting and literally getting cancer with every step. <laughs> this is lovely. What's a tyranid so, bug? You yeah. know, like, that's nothing. So the death core of Krieg was born out of this 500-year civil war that absolutely tore mm-hmm. the planet apart. And it completely, like, molded and shaped the culture yeah. that now they're all steeped in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, before they were probably just, like, like they had their own regiment on Krieg. And it wasn't called the Death Corps. And before no, it was just the 83rd Krieg Regiment, you yeah, know? Yeah, or and all the other regiments of yeah. Krieg or whatever. But, yeah, they were probably very standard, but... When they came out of this, now like yeah, they're they're trained in trench warfare. They're trained on how to use a variety of weapons and yeah, shovels mainly shovels. Yeah, their whole mentality has changed too. They're these grim, like uh, just fanatic soldiers now, and you can see that by the like, oh yeah, you want one? Here's twenty. Where's <laughs> yeah. the most dangerous place? Send us. Yeah, they're ready. So let's talk about the recruitment and training. So this probably all kind of happened during that 500 years slowly. Yeah, this is where they they built up their process and they tried to figure out what worked. Yeah. And, like, it's crazy. Once again, like, uh, so 949M40 is when they sent that message back to the Imperium ready to reenter the fold. So, like, it's crazy how new they are to the whole kind of setting. So let's talk about their recruitment and their training. So at some point, um, following the Krieg Civil War, the High Lords of Terra placed a truly onerous tithe upon the planet. So instead of supplying the Imperium with manufactured goods like they used to, they are now forced to give up the most precious of resources, bodies. Ooh, nice. Uh, over 50... Those aren't precious to <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, like, this, <laughs> yeah. is, this is the the least precious thing that they have. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Oh, you just off. want people. Oh, oh that's exactly yeah. what we wanted to You've give been you. making those guys for like 500 years and just killed them. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Um, so over 50 million soldiers every year are gifted to the emperor's armies to die in his name. That's nice. That's so it's, ridiculous. It's a lot of people just to like give up every year. <laughs> Never mind training that they all had to go through where people died. And never mind that you have to keep people on the planet itself. Just Oh, yeah. They got people. They got people for days. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Well, even uh, their training is brutal. Like, the amount of people that just die in training is nasty. Oh, yeah. yeah. Excessively high. <laughs> Again, people aren't precious on Creek. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so because of this insanely high tithe requirement from a planet ravaged by a nuclear winter, uh, Vitae wombs are used in order to keep up the population demands of the planet. So while the Mechanicus views this practice as abhorrent, it is tolerated by the Departmento Munitorum, specifically in this case. So uh, along with this artificial birthing process, the Mayo... Magos Biologos on Krieg continue to practice a harsh eugenics program that began during the 500-year-long civil war, and this ensures that mutations are kept to a minimum so that the child born has the best chances of surviving their training regimen. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I'm sure so many people on this planet were born just with crazy deformities. Well, it's just constantly ravaged by radiation. (laughs) Yeah. 
So yeah, you got to weed out some of those people for sure. Yeah. Uh, Vitae Womb. So they're pretty crazy. So they are a little understat- understood technology, and Krieg is the only planet with author- authorization to mass use them. While there's a lack of information about them, we can infer that the process differs from the more well-known but inherently faulty cloning process. So it's not like... It seems like they're actually growing people. Like they're putting an egg and a sperm in a vat and growing it like that. They're not cloning people, which is like what uh, the Afro strain or replica are. And they always have bad luck. Any any clones in 40K kind of have this yeah, bad luck. They never bad truly luck. work. Yeah. yeah. Work, Krieg, it works. Yeah, and it, the – like a lot – you might assume that this whole fatalistic like out viewpoint of them might just come from their bad luck, but it's not. Like they, they could have normal lives. Yeah, you know, they just are born on Kriegs, so so they don't. <laughs> so, so they don't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, in the Vitae process, you assume that a fertilized egg is placed in an external womb until it's carried to term and then birthed into the mechanical arms of the Magos servants. So this child knows no parents. Uh, they're only placed into care until ready to begin training as a soldier. Yeah, which a lot of the population clearly goes into. Yeah, yeah. That's where it should be done. Yeah. <laughs> as is as is trust. Oh, as is look at that baby. That baby up there. He's green. As all. <laughs> why are all vats green? That's a question I'd like to have the answer to. Mm. Mm. Well. Yeah, I don't. I can't even bullshit my <laughs> way reliably yeah, through that. Thinking, it's the kryptonite. Trying to think of something too, but I was like, some way the light interacts with the <laughs> fluids that are in <laughs> the thing, and it's the least harsh on the baby's growing body. And I it's don't not know. blue light because blue light damages the eyes. Yeah. <laughs> it's not red light because we're not evil. No, so, of course, of yeah. course. Uh, so the training on Krieg begins early almost from birth itself as the need to live on such a harsh planet kills many of the weak (laughs) Uh, the minds of the population are not their own and have been broken down and rebuilt to better serve the planet's purpose of providing bodies for the imperium (laughs) when their minds are being rebuilt they are given an almost infallible faith in the divinity and the authority of the emperor this fervent dedication to his cause creates a noticeable distinction between them and other humans. They're crazy fanatic, these guys. Yeah, yeah you're not you're not turning these guys. No. No. Yeah, the, it ain't happening. They they must do some brainwashing too, like actual. Oh yeah, no, like, like they truly yeah. break their minds down. Yeah, yeah. Sit them in front of chairs them. and just play uh Imperium propaganda for them for years. For years and yeah. years, yeah. Oh yeah. It's nice. It's it really makes you feel like you belong to something bigger and better. You know, <laughs> it's nice. They have a sense of community. Exactly. That's <laughs> the important. word. Yes. <laughs> Just feel loved. Real, real love right there. <laughs> a place for everybody <laughs> in Krieg. Because of the reality of death in every Kriegsman life. Yeah. Just, yeah. Okay. <laughs> They are given a numerical designation in addition to having a name to better help catalog death tallies. Yeah. yeah. They they do have some examples too in there. Do they, they have... even get names? I thought they didn't get names. They just you're number five. I um, the when I was reading it, it just sounded like it was an add on. But I mean like there's no way they call each other by those designations. 
right? I, so I guess yeah. like you still have some way of calling because those names are way too long to reliably. It's like twenty numbers. <laughs> yeah. Right, and then some. Well, they have fifty million a year, so yeah. the numbers are getting up there at this. Yeah, point. exactly. So, but they drop off just as fast. You can just reuse, <laughs> reuse the number. Fifty two's dead. You're fifty two now. <laughs> uh, yeah. So. Like, I kind of just assumed that they also had a name on top of it. Um, Even if it's just a nickname born out of this, like, numerical designation, hmm. maybe. You know, like, you're called Fiverr because there's a lot of fives in your designation, right? So I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It also goes into saying uh, how officers and stuff will usually be given names, but maybe some of the lower people won't have them, hmm. like actual name names and not yeah. just the maybe number, on your but... birth certificate it shows your number but there's yeah. no way the guy next to you is calling you that number. yeah 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 for sure um injuries and fatality rates increase at excessively high uh during training and the climax of their harsh training ends with the maneuvering and fighting mock battles on a radiation scoured surface of a planet itself once its final test is complete their <laughs> final test <laughs> Oh, good. They're then sent <laughs> off to the most dangerous battle zones the, uh, the Imperium can find. Yeah, so they they go, their last test is they're sent to the surface to do some drills in this radiation place and uh, hopefully survive. It, it's really a great way to just... It's the final weed out of yeah, the week. Yeah, yeah. Like... And still they have 50 million. Mm-hmm. So they probably started off with like 100 million. <laughs> probably, it's probably pretty high. We were trying to, we were... Kind of curious, like, what... So, apparently, on Earth, there's almost 8 billion people, and the birth of on Earth is, like, 140 million people a year are born. Hmm. But if you, like, need to give 50 million soldiers every year, hmm. how many of them are dying in training? Like, let's say you have a 30% death rate during training... Right, so that's like another. <laughs> that's I. That's ten uh, percent is five. So it's another <laughs> fifteen million. So you need sixty-five million just dedicated as soldiers, <laughs> right? Ah, like that's you need a lot of people on the planet itself. So like I'm assuming these Vitae wombs are just constantly pumping things out. Yeah, like it never stops. Whew. I wonder if they have like sperm bank donations on creation before every soldier leaves <laughs> yeah. he has to contribute to the next yeah. generation if you're a male you have to freeze your sperm and if you're a female they just like remove an ovary and harvest the eggs and Easy. that's my guess I don't know. I, there's a really cool sci-fi story um i read a long time ago that does like this their version of a vitae womb in not nearly so grim dark a scenario but yeah they would just like harvest people's Oof. Some of the harvesting is better than other kinds of harvesting. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Like, removing an ovary, I feel, is less pleasant than the male way of removing. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, So because of all this intense training that they experience, the Kriegsman is a highly disciplined and self-sufficient soldier. Uh, They receive training with all basic guardsmen weaponry types with a focus on hand-to-hand combat and a PhD in trench work. 
Oh, they're good at that. And they have doctorates, yeah. Mm-hmm. They are experts in surviving in harsh and inhospitable environments, and their psychological conditioning leaves them with extremely high levels of mental and physical endurance. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah, they are, I mean, it's, yeah, they're literally just purpose-built <laughs> weapons. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Death Corps officers can be chosen from a number of ways. Uh, if a candidate is singled out during their training, they're placed into the Death Riders, an elite force that we'll talk about later on. Uh, other ways are promotion through simple seniority, uh, skill, or surviving. Just longer than you're you, you the last guy in the squad. You're now the sergeant. Well, yeah. well done, promotions all, <laughs> yeah. all around. Or, but at the same time, you don't really want to survive. That's not your goal as a Kriegsman. Yeah, that almost makes you a bad Kriegsman. Yeah, you didn't you, give your life for the emperor. <laughs> no, no, no. You, you need to man. survive, and all the enemy needs to die. Because if there's enemy left alive, you're not done. So they got to go and survive. Right. So you have to be successful That's and right. be the last one alive. But there's a little... You want to kill the enemies, then die from radiation poisoning. That's, that's, the, a, that's the ideal. That's the ideal. Slowly die. Slowly once die. You've... Well, so you can kill more enemies. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yes. One way, one way that Kriegsman officers differ from most regiments is their insistence upon fighting alongside those they command. Yeah. And apparently, like, the difference in, um, like, just cloaks and clothing and armor that they wear, it's, like, not that crazy. So sometimes it can be hard to see which one is actually like the superior officer versus just their regular guy because he's right in there with you digging trenches and smashing people with shovels so (laughs) yeah um yeah when they first came out they they didn't have any distinction between them but the the department minotaurum which is like the imperial guard regiment yeah they demanded well you need to have something because we like to be able to be able to tell there needs to be that obvious chain of authority right so yeah yeah. they were forced to change otherwise yeah like their 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 leaders are just like the common people there yeah like just yeah it makes no difference to them like true communism Hmm. it's beautiful (laughs) okay perfect (laughs) um so on krieg the individual does not matter they are a single pebble in the avalanche which crushes the enemies of the emperor. And while a pebble cannot halt the advance of an, aiding, an invading army on its own, a mountain of pebbles with faith in the god emperor can become a wall that breaks the most terrifying of charges. Mm. Their lives are not their own to live. They are given life so they may give it back to the emperor. Medals and awards are not given to Kriegsmen because bravery and heroism is expected of all. That's so good. Yeah. They just, <laughs> they don't care for any of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Although, isn't, like, the model of this of one of the commanders in Krieg have medals on him? It, it might be a commissar, maybe, that you're thinking of? Yeah, maybe a commissar. Yeah, which technically aren't from the planet, though. Oh. oh really? Yeah, like, uh, commissars. Well, they don't not. have to be. They don't have to be, but yeah. commissars they are go to a different school. Yeah, not a part of the regiment. Yeah. They're their own thing. They go to they the school of Progenum and like, uh, yeah, like that right. That guy right there looks like he's a commissar. This guy yeah. right here. Yeah. And there's no um, way they wouldn't train with the Kriegsmen yeah. and like be familiar with them. But they they might come from Krieg and they might not. Yeah, yeah. Huh. I don't know. That. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Commissars are not. They're attached to guard regiments. They're not a part of them. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, the well, commissar's I, job on on a Krieg 
division would be incredibly boring. We, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think we talk. We go yeah, we it. we talk about okay. a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what are you gonna say? Well, I was just saying, like, I remember learning a little bit about it, and like a lot of the <clears throat> commissars, they uh, if they're not from Creek, they're not fanatical enough, so they won't die for the guys. In the, <laughs> like, you guys are pansies and just yeah, the commissars the are thing. the weakest part. <laughs> they're the weak link. Wait, I have to kill myself? <laughs> <laughs> I'm the one not running at the enemy? Uh, even firearms accuracy, while not desirable, is not oh. as important as... It is desirable. As, oh, is while desirable, but a disciplined soldier who stays steady in the line and continues to fire as part of their formation under deadly conditions... Yeah. Okay, perfect. So all of this uh, lends to a particularly fatalist outlook on life. Uh, to their officers, Death Corps soldiers are as expendable as the ammunition that they fire out of their gun. <laughs> and the soldiers just accept that as truth. And I don't know, I kind of boiled it down to like one wor- sentence. This is not something that like is canon. So it's just me. Um, so the truth I think is that they only have value so long as they're fighting and dying for the emperor's glory. Yeah. If they can't do those things, they just, they have nothing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kriegsmen's don't fit in well with other guard regiment regiments either. Their, uh, charges and stands are often seen as foolish and suicidal when tactical troop retreats might be, uh, better to serve the battle, like to, you know, actually win it or whatever. Uh, another complication arises when Death Corp officers are placed in charge of non-Krieg soldiers, as the officers will wield this weapon the same way as any other, expendable. Yeah. And that doesn't too go many, well with... Too many death rates yeah. in, like, what other regiments would consider, like, whoa, that's unacceptable. <laughs> yeah. The Kriegs is just like, I don't know, we're just doing our job. We're just doing our so, job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's also a lot of issues um, when Kriegs regiments are forced to mingle with mm. other regiments. Um, so Kriegs, they just insist that they, they just don't remove their face masks, which is <laughs> yeah. just psychologically, if you're fighting alongside one a guy, yeah. and then when you go sleep in your barracks, he's just in his desk, his, his mask. He wakes up and he's in his mask. <laughs> he eats and for some reason he's in his mask, right? Like they just, yeah. it's hard to kind of build some they sense of camaraderie. The down the tube. Like yeah. squeeze it in. <laughs> he just crushes it in his hand and puts it in the tube. Well, yeah, I was thinking you just take out the tube and just drink it. <laughs> through a straw, yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's it's hard to build like a sense of camaraderie when you're just met with a wall of masks. Yeah. And like you don't believe what they believe, so you have no value to them, you yeah. know? So And I'm sure none of them have like humor where like a lot of other regiments like will have like, you know, that that humorous guy to make bl- light work of a bleak time or whatever. But sure. these guys, they're all just standing there. Like, they're like, we literally cannot wait to, <laughs> to go fight again. And die. Yeah. We're, we literally were born to die and we want to do it. Yes. <laughs> Please let me die. Uh, so all of this put together has lent the ecclesiarchy to coin the entire culture of Krieg as a cult of sacrifice. Birthed only to die... Living only to kill. Mm, it's nice. Yeah, that's. It's not a. It's not a nice time <laughs> to be on. Clearly, free. you've just not been indoctrinated enough. I you think need to you watch need more, to watch more, watch more propaganda. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> so let's talk about how they work uh, during war, their battle doctrine. The Death Corps of Krieg exemplify what it is to be siege warfare and trench warfare experts. Uh, the majority of their tactics go as, as follows. Step one uh, involves bombarding enemy positions with so much ordnance that only the most heavily fortified positions can survive. Step two, if they su somehow survive step one, gather as many men as possible, ready those bayonets and las guns, and charge headfirst into the enemy. Um, they don't use bayonets. It's... Uh... It's all shovels. It's all shovels. <laughs> Charge in and just like stab people with the shovel. <laughs> they like the shovels for sure. Uh, now, of course, this is oversimplified battle doctrine. Uh, there's a little more to it than just launching tons of uh, ordnance and charging, but that's pretty much what it boils down to every time. The Krieg mindset for how they deal with war is... Any battle in which their capacity to wage war and willingness to die exceeds that of the enemy is considered a battle already won. Everything else is just a matter of time and attrition. Yeah. So as long if as we're they willing have... to like throw more bodies at them than they are at us, we've won. We yeah. just need the bodies. Yeah. Which they always seem to have. So. Yeah. And they're always willing to throw more bodies. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So. Yeah. Um, under uh, sustained artillery bombardments. Kriegsmen uh, will advance in dispersed formations before closing ranks to unleash disciplined volleys of las fire, and before finally equipping bayonets—sorry, not bayonets—equipping shovels and charging headlong into glorious melee. <laughs> so, it's it's kind of cool though. Like, yeah, they 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 are really well trained. Even though they're charging, they they start out like very spread out, and then once they get closer, they form up and. Yeah, they're even though what they're doing is absolutely suicidal. Yeah, yeah, they've trained for years on how to do this as a unit yeah. you know so they it's the whole pebble on the mountain like they know that look we're all charging together i'm gonna die right but i'm setting like the guy behind me is gonna get that much closer because i took yeah. a bullet and then the guy behind him is gonna get that much closer because he took a bullet yeah right so at some point they're gonna reach their target and they're just gonna swarm you yeah <laughs> well i didn't i didn't know about the um spread out and then come back in together that, that's yeah it's kind of cool yeah as they're like uh crossing no man's land or whatever they're trying to mm -hmm. be as loose as possible before forming back up yeah yeah so the death corps also make use of three unique elements when engaging in war uh, so combat engineers is the first one so specialized combat engineers will assist in quite literally undermining enemy positions through the use of subterranean warfare Hades breaching drills, uh, which are just big vehicles. Yeah, like they think like it's a giant drill yeah. that on the back side of it uh, has like a conveyor belt. We'll talk more about it. So as it drills through, it just shovels the dirt back and digs giant tunnels. Yeah, so they're used to burrow great holes under fortified positions, bursting out from underneath the ground to unleash its payload of fanatic Kriegsmen into enemy ranks. Mm, that's nice. <laughs> the standard war gear for a combat engineer is a semi-automatic shotgun, perfect for clearing tightly, densely packed spaces. Frag and crack grenades. Um, we talk more about in their standard kit that they all get like one frag and one crack grenade, something like that. And they're given more for some reason during before a battle starts. And, yeah. yeah. Uh, as well as melt-a-bombs, other demolition charges, and small gas canisters containing le lethal acidic gas, which is pretty cool. 
Um, while considered a weapon of last resort, this gas, uh, a highly corrosive gas released by these grenades, have ins- uh, ensured victory and given Krieg regiments their sinister reputation. So, yeah, if they uh, feel like they're – if one of them got fatally wounded, he'll pull his uh, gas canister and throw it or drop it beside him or whatever and just do one last kind of – well, fuck that guy. Does it kill themselves? Well, they have gas masks on. Well, they're, yeah, they're supposed to be fully sealed. Yeah, so it, it's kind of like it doesn't like affect Like they're still dying. Yeah. They're, it's because I'm already dying, but I'll drop this. Yeah. It's their, their last ditch resort. Why wouldn't you just use it all the time? If, uh, maybe if it their can't suits harm aren't, yourself. Maybe their suits aren't. I like their suits can't be 100%. And acidic gas, maybe it's not. Hmm. Maybe it wears out the mechanics in the rebreather. Hmm. melts it like I, sure that's I'm, like the i see it uh like let's say if they're fighting alongside someone and like they just use that gas because it's a weapon that they use but they're fighting next to a cadian who is not yeah you environmentally <laughs> sealed this cadian is probably gonna die oh yeah well I've, i assume the the creation would just think well i'm giving this guy the honor of dying for the emperor. <laughs> right yeah but the cadian does this not think that way you know like that it's sinister reputation i understand yeah 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 uh combat engineers also wear carapace armor including a helmet a breastplate modified to carry a powerful light source because they're digging around in tunnels all day long uh shoulder guards uh abdomen plates uh though knee pads are worn in place of the shin guard so normally they got shin guards but these guys wear knee pads instead so they're also issued and trained to use a wide variety of tunneling and engineering equipment from simple tools like heavy duty cutters pickaxes and folding shovels to seismic augers and geothermic auspex gear to trip mines detonators and mole launchers wreaking havoc on anyone foolish enough to try to counter their assaults yeah yeah it's fun they got a bunch of different things um their mole mole launchers are pretty wild. So it's a weapon that fires a burying warhead capable of digging through obstacles and detonates on the other side. So it's literally a missile that digs through. Has ground. a drill on it. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, it's pretty cool. So their their whole thing is yeah, like digging trench works, digging tunnels and stuff. And they're yeah, they got power picks, power shovels. It's nice. Um, yeah. It, it, I really, I really like the picture of them just digging through, and you can just feel the ground like vibrate, like the mm-hmm. enemy feels the ground vibrates, and then one of the breachers digs up through, and then you're just flooded by Kriegsmen, and oof, it's nice, it's really nice. Well, it, it's also pretty dangerous too, right? Because they, the enemies are trying to break down their uh, trent or their. Uh... Oh yeah! Tunnels, right? As so soon as it'd be down. noticed, they're yeah. gonna try and collapse so, this tunnel. Yeah. yeah, doesn't matter though. The Kriegsmen. It's not about being effective. It's about dying in a dying. tunnel. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's, they're just doing that as a distraction while the rest of the guys pour over the <laughs> fortifications. Yeah. They're pretty cool. Uh, the other unique element that they have is Death Riders. I love these. Mm. They're so impractical and so absurd, <laughs> but they're amazing. They're good. Uh, where most Imperial Guard regiments across the galaxy will make use of two-legged mechs called Sentinels for scouting ahead through difficult and dangerous terrain or flanking operations, the Death Corps have opted to using genetically modified horses hmm, for a similar role. These horses are fucking crazy. So they're nearly hairless with a long neck and broad shoulders and girth. These horses' superior strength and splayed feet. Yeah, they got like two little toes on them. They're yeah, so they're hoof weird. like fully split. Yeah, 
allow them to power through thick mud and leap trench, trench lines easily, while numerous additional organs, including osmotic lungs, allow them to survive unscathed on even the most toxic battlefield. Also, they, they do wear gas masks as well, these horses, mm. so that's also very nice. Uh, they've got subdermal organic armoring <laughs> and uh, fully integrated uh, drug injection system with a combat stimulants and palliatives not only makes the death corks the horses fearless in battle, but far more aggressive than normal and virtually impossible to put down short of massive body damage trauma. So they're pretty wild. Uh, they got extra organs. They can breathe poison. They got these crazy feet. They, the one thing that really sticks out to me about them too is they don't have like hair. They're like this like pale flesh color. Like they don't have a mane. They don't have yeah. like the tail. Well, they've even got like robotics in them too, don't they? Yeah, some of them have like robotic legs and shit. If they were wounded or whatever. Yeah, they're they're wild looking. The one of the crazy things I thought about these was. So they're constantly, like, they have this fully integrated drug injection system. Yeah. But they're pumped full of these drugs all the time that they have to, like, when, when they're not in battle and they're just, like, standing there, they have to pump more drugs <laughs> in them to calm them down and, like, kind of keep them, like, docile until it's time to, like, put them back into battle so like uh, oh shit we made them too good let's just drug them more <laughs> to uh, give them uh, some breathing don't give them drugs <laughs> yeah. so mounted on the back of these noble steeds uh sits a kriegsman equipped with the standard war gear of the regiment uh but they're also given a specialized hunting lance, a long spear with an explosive tipped point which they use to perform devastating charges into enemy ranks so yeah. apparently, this is a hollow spear. And I, I don't know what that means other than just making it lighter, I'm assuming. Yeah. But for some reason, it was specifically mentioned that it's hollow. Good to know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they, are... like, so they can reload another explosive. No, they, because they do mention it's a one shot. Yeah. Like, they use it and then they leave it and draw their sword. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. it's literally an exploding spear. Yeah. Um, it is cool though they talk about how like it the spear is designed to explode forward so like they puncture through and then it shoots grenades forwards essentially they're, they're very cool um yeah Lauren even for the Krieg though they're expected to die even more than usual Kriegsmen like these guys oh, are yes. Kriegsmen are designed to die but these guys <laughs> are like you are going to die yeah 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 you don't survive long in the Death Riders for sure it's in the name. Well, if you do, <laughs> then you become an officer. You know? <laughs> Sergeant Death Rider. Mm. Oh, that's a name. <laughs> oh, is that God. a superhero name? Hmm. I don't know. So Ghost the, Rider. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say when Death Rider meets Ghost Rider. <laughs> oh, my God. So Krieg Death Riders provide, fa provide fast-moving troops to exploit the breakthroughs made by infantry attacks or operate on the flanks of offensives. They also head, held back as mobile reserves during battle to either counter-attack or press a breakthrough themselves. So, yeah, they're, they're kind of used for crazy charges or counter-charges. Um, seeing that, like, little hole in the enemy line and just busting through there. Yeah, and that's, like, uh, it's really important who they pick to actually recruit these guys because of this need for kind of some independent thought yeah you got to be aware of yeah. what's happening for sure so they're chosen like their recruits are chosen specifically for the aptitude of independent thought and some initiative traits which 
which will serve them well as officers if they survive the yeah. Death Riders. So. Yeah. This is a slightly off topic, but I wonder if... Perfect. I wonder if uh, a Space Marine chapter would ever recruit from Death Corps or from, like, Krieg itself. Well, I'm, there are some, re- like, reasons why you wouldn't touch other things, right? Like, the Krieg's already giving, like, a maximum tithe. So I'm assuming the administratum would say, like, oh, you can take from so many planets, Space Marines, just Krieg you can't touch. Sure, sure. And that, I, I understand that. But I think yeah. it would be interesting, like, even if it was, like, they're sending $50 million a year, maybe they could spare, like, a, a, a certain amount of that for a chapter. I don't know. That might be a cool... Yeah chapter you could could, make that would be like yeah it's exclusively hired from like survivors of certain krieg battles or something you could build a planet essentially that is almost identical to krieg and then have that be where you recruit your space marines from that would be cool too right yeah Yeah. but i think krieg itself is exempt from everything else that might be true yeah Yeah. that would make sense they already they give so much they give so much (laughs) well but even if you took a soldier who did really well as a Kriegsman, would he be able to fight as a Space Marine? Because it's different tactics, right? It's different ways of so fighting. Because Space Marines take their recruits so young, like the like they get them like what eight, six, even sometimes. Yeah. So they get them so eight. young, but that just means that like you, they haven't gone through all their Krieg psycho conditioning and mm. chemical whatever indoctrinations or propaganda stuff that they're doing so it probably it like a child taken from krieg and a krieg soldier that grew up on krieg and went through everything they're gonna have two very different yeah plus like when you enter a chapter like your your mind gets wiped essentially yeah like, you exactly don't remember you, the planet you're from your parents yeah. okay you would stuff. have the physical hardiness yeah. and whatever genetics were in you yeah. but you would lack a lot of the cultural culture stuff. but yeah. if if Krieg was like your planet to pull from, a lot of times Space Marines, like chapters that come from a specific planet, they carry on a lot of the traditions of that planet. So if you built a planet that was like Krieg and that was your sole recruiting one, you could incorporate a lot of that into the chapter's doctrines itself. Sure, sure. Yeah. I guess the only question remains is would the Space Marine still wear the gas mask over his helmet? Would the Krieg Space Marine <laughs> they, still do that? If if they wouldn't modify the Space Marine helmet uh-huh. to be a gas mask, yeah. they just wouldn't wear a Space Marine helmet, they and they just would just wear, wear the, the gas, gas mask. mask. Okay, it's enough. sealed, you know? <laughs> I like it. Yeah. So the third uh, kind of unique battle doctrine of the Krieg is how they use their vehicles. It's very different than uh, most uh, regiments, most uh, guard regiments. So tanks in the Death Corps, are not fielded in mass, but partitioned out to support the infantry assault with uh, individual companies and squadrons attached to infantry platoons to provide physical cover and supporting fire as they cross no man's land. Uh, while other guards or while others regard this as backwards and unsophisticated use of armor, Creek commanders regard the high rate of loss of these vehicles with the same callous they've shown towards the human casualties. Yeah, so they, they basically there's a wall. Yeah, you know, I, I just picture that scene in Fury where mm. like they're they're fighting in the field and they're all lined up behind the the tanks and you know the tanks are driving forward. They're all then they find they're all crouched and yeah. yeah, yeah, so good. So they they like to use their tanks literally as just moving walls. And when they blow up, that's now cover for you. Um, 
they don't normally use the uh, the chimera transport, instead prefer- preferring the gorgon to transport five whole infantry squads or 50 men across no man's land when necessary. While command and grenaders squads often use the centaur, which is like a very small kind of uh, transport. We'll talk a little bit more about it later. Um, the Death Court also like to make use of super heavy tanks such as the Malkador and Macarius and their variants to form the tip of the spear during assaults. So yeah, that the way they use tanks is very different. Like they like to use them as walls, moving walls. Um, all Creek regiments exhibit traits of discipline, expertise in trench warfare, uh, and a tolerance for both hazardous environments as well as high attrition rates. Yeah, what are you looking at over there? I was looking at the Gorgon. I've oh. never, I've never seen the model. Oh, it's very it's cool. New. It's newer. Okay, is it from Forge World? Yeah, yeah obviously yeah, it would yeah. be. It's Everything big too. Forge World. Yeah. yeah. Does it actually transport fifty yeah. people? I I haven't like looked at it as far as rules, but yeah, it does. Pretty neat. Um, <laughs> That's a lot of Greeks. The model's man. pretty cool. They they sell like uh they they sell. 50 seated Kriegsmen that you can put into that vehicle. Wow. Oh, just imagine having to paint that. You just paint 50 <laughs> sitting guys. Oh my goodness. But it's pretty cool looking. It's And it's all open too, so you can't just like hide it. Yeah, yeah, you can't hide it. <laughs> it's crazy. It's, it's very cool. Like model. the same length as a Stormblade. Jeez. It's a big boy. <laughs> yeah. But I like how different it is. Yeah, with that open top. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Looks kind of like a World War Two, one of those uh, the transports. D-Day, yeah. yeah, D-Day. The amphibian ones? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Amphibian. <laughs> Amphibious? Yeah. Just sounded funny. It's an amphibian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it breathes in both air and water. <laughs> yeah, the I like their use of the tanks, and they're just saying, like, you know what? Like, we need to cross this no man's land, and there's no cover? Well, make cover. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. So all Krieg regiments exhibit traits of discipline, expertise in trench warfare, and tolerance of both hazardous environments and high attrition rates. Um, but although these traits aren't always beneficial, sometimes an overly stubborn commander will be better to call off for a retreat instead of continuing to send squad after squad into the meat grinder. So, like, Kriegs are just, they're just willing to throw more bodies and more yeah. bodies because that's what they know. Yeah. Even though it might be better to not do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The typical Krieg zeal for engaging and destroying the enemy at any cost can sometimes earn short-term victories at the expense of long-term strategic goals. Um, And their unique outlook on life has been known to cause friction between themselves and other non-Krieg units. Um, Yeah, like for example, commissars. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They're non-Krieg, so... Normally, commissars are sent into, like, squads to, like, drive the men forward and stuff and make sure that they're actually doing what they need to. Yeah. Uh, but commissars for Kriegs, uh, they will usually kind of just act more as tactical advisors and be like, well, maybe you shouldn't be that, Yeah, they rein dare I say, in. crazy. They rein in the Krieg officers <laughs> yeah. and say, like, hey, look, I know you just want to die. But it's way better for you to back out. Yeah. And Remember do the else. larger strategic picture yeah. here. Um, yeah, so they also provide li- liaison duties between regimental commanders where needed. 
but uh, yeah, they they act totally different. I don't think they've ever had to shoot uh, <laughs> a Kriegsman for not doing their job. So that's well, like, sorry. Like like I was saying earlier, like they they usually the Kriegsmen usually fight their commissars because I'm gonna go die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let me go die. <laughs> Yeah, what do you do? What do you do as a commissar that's like, don't do that charge. You don't need to do it. And then the Kriegs are like, we're going to do it. Yeah, they're just like, oh, I'm going to do it. Give yeah. the finger and run <laughs> Well, don't do it or I'll shoot you. And then the Kriegs went like, good, good, yes. Come at me, bro. Yeah, like, <laughs> That'll only make my charge slower and I'm more likely to die. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that's a fun station for a commissar. Do you want to be set with the Death Corps because your job's easy or harder? I don't know. It's not what you trained for. It's for not sure. what you trained for. I, I, yeah, like commissars are just a cool concept in general, but it's just so funny that they're turned on their head in this screen. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. uh, so let's talk about the organization. There, there's so much organization when you were talking about like Imperial Guard Our regiments. Regiment, yeah. yeah, like you can break it down into companies have blah, 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 and blah, 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 and X and this and blah, blah, blah. We're going to skip a lot of that and just kind of hit the key details. Um Death Corps uh, siege regiments follow the same recognizable hierarchical part pattern found throughout the Imperial Guard, being compro- composed of companies, platoons, and squads, but is skewed towards having larger numbers of soldiers in each unit. We won't get too much into the logistics of all that, thanks to long and boring and rambly. That's not that's not what we do. It's too much, I think. Uh, one unique position, though, that the Death Corps do have is called the Quartermaster, whose origins lie uh, during the Atomic Civil War. So waging a war where uh, the recovery of material was the utmost importance, where battlefield triage uh, was a luxury reserved for the more serious. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Seriously wounded, and a Terran 1 environmental seal guaranteed a slow and lingering death. Oh, it's so bleak. Any soldier who could not be readily bought, brought back to the fight was incapable of returning to medical station under their own power or otherwise became a liability would be given the honorable field execution known as the Emperor's Blessing. That's nice. The Emperor's Peace. The Emperor's Peace. The Blessing of the Emperor's Peace. Yeah. Yeah. You just hope that you could make it back on your own. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. You, no, no, no. It's okay. Don't, don't. You don't need to kill me. I can, I can I still can, walk. I can make it. It's or just like a flesh the, wound. Yeah. I was about to say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you got no legs. <laughs> yes, I have. <laughs> Come back here. I'll bite your kneecaps off. The job of performing these mercy killings and retrieving the fallen arms and equipment fell to that of the quartermaster's cadre, and has remained ever so since. Chosen during training for their mental aptitude and faith, or having survived against the odds on the battlefield, potential quartermasters are given additional training in tech lore, field medicine, and indoctrination into the Imperial cult. Um, yeah, so they're actually kind of smart, these people. Um, kind of, I guess. 
I'm just thinking how much field medicine they really have. Like they they know how to inject morphine, and that's yeah. about it. Would they need morphine? That's to numb pain. I don't know. <laughs> I don't they think know the how to use a pistol. Yeah. And tell him to walk over there. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's his extra field training. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. extra training. <laughs> Can you walk? No. All right. Here we go. Uh, is kind of cool too, because then they when they're scouring the battlefield, they know like, oh, that gun's fucked, and then oh, that one we could fix pretty easily. Yeah. Like they can pick out kind of which pieces oh. of gear is still going to be useful. Um, they also perform emergency battlefield medical services and the uh, <laughs> and the. Uh, Deliverance of last rites to injured guardsmen, as well as the salvaging and redistribution of weapons and equipment where they are assisted by servitors. They also assist in evaluating the progress of ongoing battles by monitoring ammunition, expenditures, attrition rates, and other information which is then uh, relayed to their superior officers. Yeah, so they really know what's going on on the battlefield. Yeah, they've got their pulse, the finger on the pulse. Yeah, for sure, of the dead Kriegsmen. Yeah, the lack of pulse. There's no pulse, sir. That's my fingers on it, but there's no pulse. (laughs) Okay, strip him down, take all his stuff. (laughs) Time to go. That's a nice gas mask he's got there. Now he's wearing two. It's perfect. Uh, Let's talk about their equipment. Uh, But yeah, that's really all. All that was unique about like their organization. They have a lot of different names for their sergeants and stuff. But effectively, sergeants they call them watchmasters, which is just yeah, it's cool. But But they fill the same role. Yeah. But the quartermaster is like, and they have duties that are unique to them. Yeah. But yeah, other than for that, like yeah, they still have companies, platoons, squads, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and there's going to be like your tank masters and like people exactly. below them. And there's still going to be a hierarchy, right? Yeah. So they might just have a slightly different name. Yeah. Um, yeah. So equipment. Uh, so let's start out with painting a picture in your mind. Now close your eyes with me. Okay, everyone's no one's closing. Okay. Oh, I'm not closing my <laughs> eyes in a room with you. <laughs> so so pictures Germans uh, from World War One. Trench coats, gas masks, and shovels. Uh, now keep that image in your mind for the rest of the section of so we're talking about all the war gear because they're they're really based off of Germans from World yeah. War One. So one of the most recognizable things about the Death Corps is their three-piece respirator unit, and it allows them to operate in apparently any toxic <laughs> any environment. Yeah. So James is actually gonna he did a lot of research on uh, these respirators. Yeah, like uh, I, I, I have a couple respirators at home. I did some experiments. You did some testing. Yeah, yeah, like testing. Okay, if I okay, so I put some uranium in my basement, and I'm like, okay, how effective is this at stopping the cancer? Apparently, it doesn't do a lot. <laughs> Good to know, though. <laughs> but like, thanks for I've, testing. That yeah, before. I figured since the uh, since the Kriegsmen wouldn't live long, the cancer probably won't be the problem. So right, <laughs> I mean, test successful as far as as far as I was concerned. Uh, next thing I did is I uh, I put some poisonous gas in my basement. A little, uh-huh. yeah. So my dog unfortunately passed. <laughs> it was no. sad. Oh. My wife wasn't happy. She wasn't home at the time, but I survived. <laughs> she would have I, I survived. I survived. Your so that was dog nice. Should have had a osmotic lung. Yeah. Implant. Where was I, your I, gas mask? I completely for the forgot. I completely like, forgot. That's on the dog. I think. Well, at that point. <laughs> Blame I'm not is victim neither blaming. Neither there, but uh, <laughs> so I can go into something about like. Why about don't you talk about hand. Krieg's? Yeah, I'll talk respirators. about. I'll talk about that as well. You know, uh, so the the first place, uh, regu- the first piece, sorry, is a regulator unit. 
It, it's uh, carried inside a leather satchel buckled to his webbing and is the most complex part of the system. Uh, a battery-powered fan draws air in, mm. which is passed through the particle filters and air quality samplers being pumped through an air pipe into the guardsman's gas mask. Hmm. Yeah, so an exterior display panel provides information on the regulator's functionality and the toxicity of the surrounding air, while the use of a positive pressure breathing <laughs> method means ah. the constant flow of air will prevent toxic particles from, uh, from exiting. So, like, it's, it's a fairly standard what gas What is mask. positive pressure? Positive pressure? Yeah. Pressure that is greater th- than the other side? <laughs> Okay. I don't get it. <laughs> well, like, okay, a negative pressure is a suction, like a vacuum, right? Positive pressure is a push. So there's a... F- okay, so it's... Because they said that it... Uh, the constant flow of air prevents toxic particles from entering through any compromised sections. So let's say there's a rip in the gas yeah. mass somewhere. So there's like... But a, there's so much pressure inside it of it. Out, yeah. yeah, that just air can't yeah, enter. Yeah, toxicity wouldn't come back Because it's constantly just... Yeah. Makes yeah. sense. But would it have enough pressure if there's a tear in the gas mask? Because if there's a tear in the gas mask, um, it, there may, like, there's, now there's two holes that just got to keep the pressure. I up. just think that, like, whatever and, battery power is here must be chemically. so powerful that it just, like, if there's a, a, a tear in some, like, an airplane and pressure, like, is, like, the cabin starts to destabilize, don't they just, can't they just pump more in if they had sufficient power to, like, stabilize and the pressure oxygen as well. yeah and enough air right to yeah. work through it so i think these are just so powerful that they're able to like withstand any like breaches i don't know i have no idea what positive pressure means and how it that, works I, well in sealing it, it makes it it makes sense that like if if the pressure is strong enough on one side of a system mm-hmm. then it would then the flow would go one direction right yeah but the pressure on whatever outs outside environment that you're interacting with is not going to be the same from planet to planet to planet, right? Well, Some might be crazy. Well, that's why I'm saying this fan, like, must be so powerful that it can contend with almost any atmospheric oh, okay. pressure around it to make sure that it's still, like, a sealed system sure. inside. Checks out. Yeah. I, I think that's that's the way that makes sense in my brain. Well, there's got to be still... There would still have to be some sort of filter for it, too, though. You can't just have... Yeah, they have particle filters and air quality samplers, apparently. There's a lot more. I I think that's... Sorry, I got caught up on positive pressure. (laughs) Well, okay. So, to continue on, there's a a regulator also including an antidote uh, antidote chemicals to, like, uh, which they can be used to introduce into the system and allow, allow, like, if anything does get in, they can filter it out and then protect the guardsmen from any negative effects. So... That's uh, nice. It can also uh, clean water supply. Uh, it supplements uh, soluble stimulants and nutrient tablets oh. into the gas mask. That's nice. It's time pie. for your daily meal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the thing is that here on Krieg, we provide a well-balanced <laughs> diet that'll yeah. let you live for the next Life 15 minutes. Life is good on Krieg. <laughs> <laughs> so both air and water pipes are protected by an exterior hose that screws into the gas mask through a brass breather valve, which continue, or contains an additional filter and non-return valve. The gas mask itself contains uh, consists of a bag, a screw attachment for the breather valve, and eyepieces made of 
double layer toughened glass treated with anti-fogging. Oh, oh, anti-fogging. That's right. That's fancy all of a sudden. That is fancy. I don't <laughs> like that they specify it's an anti-fog. Like I've never once read Space Marine helmets and about anti- how like there's an anti-fogging <laughs> compound on it. Yeah, every That's now and we're again. better. Uh, pretty yeah. better. Is we think reason? about these things. Uh-huh. <laughs> had... You're literally living in it the entire your entire life. You got it. Well, it would make difference. How do you how do you like you can't like wipe it out. No, yeah. Maybe they have little windshield wipers. I like to picture that. Like the... <laughs> 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 Trying to talk to a Kriegsman. It just, just like, looks at you and it's just like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that's the gas mask. Huh, that's nice. Complicated system. Very complicated. Yeah. It's a gas mask. That's It's what it is. It's, Protects it's, you from the gas. Yeah, it, mm-hmm. it's a gas. It's a mask. Mm-hmm. Put them together, what do you got? You got gas You mask. got a gas mask. Yeah. <laughs> it does what it's supposed to do. So another thing that they wear uh, is like a really heavy great coat. Uh, it's pretty distinctive as part of the Death Corps uniform. Uh, it's warm and uh, waterproof, and it's made locally on Krieg Ooh, of really... Oh, buy local. Yeah, buy local. <laughs> exactly. You know, support their own economy that yeah. they destroyed with atomic bombs. <laughs> so. Yeah, they, they don't want to, like, outsource all their construction to other countries. <laughs> they, wanna, they care about their local workers, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so they can make more babies, yeah. Uh, yeah. So... It's made of thick cloth, and it comes in a variety of colors. Uh, it's double-breasted with brass buttons, and the great coat itself can provide limited protection, but is further reinforced against biological and chemical agents through a chemical impregnating process, which gives it a pungent smell. Good thing they so, got those gas masks. Yeah, but if you thought Krieg were like already weird because they refused to take off your mask to talk they to you, stink. now they smell bad. <laughs> you know? like, but they they look nice, so <laughs> like their uniforms always crisp and look at that. Oh, I mean, it depends, right? If that's your aesthetic, go for it. I don't think they look as great as Acadian thinks they look. You know, who who looks better, a Vestroyan, oof, that, or a Kriegsman? A- Right? It depends uh, on who you ask. You yeah, ask a Vestroyan, yeah. they're going to tell you it's them. But the Vestroyans do have nice hats, for sure. Exactly. <laughs> it's all about the hat. It is all about the hat. <laughs> well, that's what Peter would tell us about the Eldar <laughs> the hats. Cone. The bigger the Eldar cone, uh-huh. the more powerful that's a where person. They, they have so much brain. Yeah. That's where it Big has brain. To <laughs> uh, so, wow, I got lost there. Leather webbing yeah. can carry straps and pouches, allows the death corpse infantryman to carry additional gear including maintenance kits replacement filters and antidote vials so yeah i got so this webbing pouches we've talked about a couple times it's yeah. literally just straps that go around yeah, their yeah. body yeah. yeah it's not actual webbing no it's yeah. just like leather yeah just have a spider on them just constantly doing yeah just, <laughs> every kriegsman when they begin their training is given a spider that they have to <laughs> rear and care for and then when the spider builds its webbing because you built up that trust mm-hmm. then you have to kill it <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you have to name it it like builds its webbing around you all this trust the fi- that's the final task yeah exactly okay. kill your spider <laughs> it's your only friend and now you must kill it it's nice yeah a leather backpack buckles to the webbing shoulder straps uh, provides additional carrying capacity, including a bedroll, uh, a waterproof shelter, half, and, well, okay, uh, a dry tin canister for storing perishables against the environment. So, yeah, they got a couple extra things in their backpack for survivals. It honestly just sounds like uh, a standard issue equipment. Yeah. Like, everyone... Yeah. 
in the galaxy that's fighting is going to need some of this stuff. Yeah, so. for sure. Uh, another thing that is, I think, very unique to the Kriegsmen is that they're given a small entrenching tool, uh, and it's issued to all Krieg guardsmen and worn on the belts with larger mattocks and shovels provided as needed. Because yeah. they're, you know, they're masters at trench warfare, so yeah. they always have something with them where they can contribute to creating these trenches. Yeah. I think building trenches is probably the only enjoyment they actually get. Just digging holes, just... Sure, suicidal charges are fun and all, but trench digging? Ooh, that's where it's at. <laughs> There's nothing like a solid 22 back-breaking hours a day oh, of trenches. They trench love building. it. For, they, for ten straight years, it's so relaxing. <laughs> they just love it. They're you get so to be alone with your thoughts, right? Yeah, <laughs> you, you can't see their face, but you can tell they're smiling underneath that mask when they're digging trenches. They love it. I, I know this probably isn't true, but I like to think that they have like digging like work songs. <laughs> that, like it's really weird. All of a sudden, you just hear a bunch of Kriegsmen like singing as they're digging and. Yeah. But they're like super bleak songs. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's like let <laughs> me my die, grave, let me die. Grave. Grave. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they they uh, also got a very cool las gun too. So the standard issue Lucius pattern number ninety eight las gun as their primary weapon, operating at a higher charger range. Charger range. Hmm. Uh, Whoa, operating at a higher charger range than other LAS guns gives the weapons more punch but drains the power pack after only about 25 uses. Uh, the results in a slower charge rate as well. I think normal LAS guns have like 100 shot LAS gun packs or whatever. So these guys, they amp them up so they get 25. Yes. Yeah. It's, yeah, they just like dial it up. Mm-hmm. Right, set phasers to lethal. Oh, yes, not stun anymore. These aren't flash. <laughs> these aren't your grandma's flashlights. <laughs> these are Krieg's flashlights. Yeah, is so, that the regular guy or is that the? Um, that's regular guys. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the yeah. regular one is just a better, a more powerful gun. Yeah. I mean, it depends. What do you think is better? A hundred like regular shots or twenty-five slightly more powerful shots? Right. Fair. I don't know. Kriegsman. It just feels like they don't need the shots as much because they want to try and just run up as fast as possible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in addition, he has issued a standard uh, one number 38 frag grenade. That's oddly specific, although more will be provided prior to an attack as well as crack grenades. So they all get one, but during the charge, they get two. I always thought it was <laughs> odd. Like, here's your one. Like, there's many like it, but this is yours. This is <laughs> that's, your what it, that's what it feels like when they're handing these. Here's your these... spider. Here's your friend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't lose either. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, apparently they're just given more before a battle. So. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Finally, his close combat weapon is a heavy bladed, 45 centimeter long sword bayonet, which can be attached to his last gun bayonet lug. How, how long is 45 centimeters? Well, 30 centimeters is a foot, so it's a foot and a half. Inches. 17 inches. Almost 18. That's pretty much exactly a foot and a half. Foot and a half. Good to know. That's a fun bayonet. <laughs> That's a pretty big bayonet. <laughs> that is. That's like that's like a Napoleonic era bayonet. Because I don't. I think like uh, if you look at like a Russian SKS, its bayonet is I think like maybe eight or nine inches. Hmm. That well, was a World War Two firearm. 
Well, if I you think, think about it, though, one, two. if you're charging a tear in it or something like that, you need to be able to dig deep. You need to get in there. <laughs> that, yeah. That's fair. Wiggle that it around. Really, yeah, exactly. <laughs> really just get it. You know? <laughs> Don't hold back. Oh, no. Not at all. Officers, uh, though, often carry a LAS pistol and a saber. Holdovers from their time as a death rider, most likely. Um, while many will choose to carry other weapons as their personal preference. So they some will take power fists and whatever other kind of cool plasma pistols or whatever, if they're lucky enough. Uh, a breastplate will usually be worn over their trench coat, and they're often issued a small refractor shield generator, typically, dis- uh, typically disguised as jewelry or decorations such as a gorget, um, for their own personal protection. Yeah, it's kind of cool. You can pick that out so- on some of the models. So it's like a... It's, it's a shield generator. A little Okay, like yeah. a little force shield? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, they design it as like medallions or something like that? Because you were talking about that earlier where they, the commissars look like they have medals and stuff like that when they don't give out medals. Yeah, yeah. So for the commissars, it might have been, yeah. Um, I don't know. i just asking. Yeah, I wonder if I got pictures here. I don't know. Uh, something interesting about the Lucius Laz gun is that it actually has a really high overheating rate. Oh. Yeah, like it puts a lot of strain, like overcharging the shot puts a lot of strain on the gun. Yeah. So it's like way more common for these ones to just explode. <laughs> and kill the user. That's uh, right. Or or at least maim them. Yeah. <laughs> you lose a couple of hands, that quartermaster's coming real <laughs> quick. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Um, their preferred special weapons are melta guns, and they like heavy bolters for their heavy weapons. Uh, but Kriegsmans are trained in a variety of weapons, but yeah. all basic guard weapon weaponry yeah. they're familiar with. Yeah, but they so. definitely like their melta guns and heavy bolters. Yeah. All right. Uh, that's kind of their each guardsman's uh, or each Kriegsman's kind of war gear. They got a lot of other kind of standard stuff like boots, sure, shirts. Um, oh, let them finish. Shovel? <laughs> Shovel. <laughs> uh, socks, even, they're allowed. Apparently. Um, um, gloves. They have gloves. Apparently, they have a... It's like whatever suit they wear is completely sealed environmentally. <laughs> yeah, which now, is crazy. Now, I have a hard time looking at that <laughs> yeah, and picture and being like, yeah, completely sealed. What if it was this picture? Does like, it just... Cloth is hard. And I know, like, they say they treat it and stuff, but, like, if you want flexibility... Maybe that's just the, like, uh, propaganda. They you know what? I'm more than happy. It's going to You guys are saying... Yeah, this is a fully sealed... <laughs> one of them has, like, straight-up radiation poisoning <laughs> all in their body, and they're well, like, they can't, they this never, must just be because you, like, lost faith in the They never take off the their clothes, yeah. so... They don't even know. They don't know they have radiation <laughs> sores. <laughs> My arm really hurts. Don't know why. <laughs> yeah. He hasn't taken off his shirt since he was five. Yeah, I maybe it it is completely oh sealed, goodness. but I, it's really hard for me to rationalize like that. Yeah, it's a little extreme for sure. It's right where you like it, I think. <laughs> I I take it everything yeah. that doesn't make sense in forty k is just imperial propaganda. <laughs> Uh-huh. That's how you rationalize it. I like it. Yeah. Uh, we posted this picture on our Instagram a couple days ago, and it was, it was one of yours from Tara. 
Um, but it showed like this beautiful like city and mountain <laughs> range and like snow capped like peaks and everything. Yeah. And too many people were like, wait a minute. Isn't Tara like absolutely <laughs> disgusting? And I was like, yeah, this is just the picture that's shown on literally every other planet about how great Terra is. Yeah. Propaganda from the Imperium. It never leaves. Yeah, it's a twenty thousand year old picture though. Like Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's nice. I like it. Uh, so Krieg, they also have a lot of crazy vehicles that they've come up with. So we're going to talk about some of them. So they got some non-standard vehicles. During the rebellion on Krieg, the increasingly under-equipped militia began to create their own combat vehicles, often variants of civil uh, civilian vehicles, which are heavily modified. This led to the creation of many unique vehicles, such as the Gotterdammerung, the Blitzen, the Brunenhilden, Hildi, uh, the Siegfried, and the Brunhild, the, the Brunhild. That's my favorite. The Brunhild uh, and the Ragnarok. Ragnarok. Yeah. Since the war's conclusion, these vehicles have continued to serve in limited fashion in other conflicts. Uh, so let's talk about some of these crazy fucking German-sounding vehicles. <laughs> I think it, it's Guter. That always. Well, order. why don't you just say the word no, then? No, I won't. Yeah, well, linguist James. Because that's you know. a huge word, and I don't... German German words are insane. Yeah. Guter Dammerung. <laughs> Guter Dammerung? Something yeah. like that. Guter Dammerung Howitzer is an artillery piece. Its simplicity in design allows the Guter Dammerung to be used in prodigious numbers, while the fact that it fires the same shell as the Earthshaker cannon lessens its logistical burden. However, the weapon cannot move under its own power and must be towed by an appropriate vehicle, such as the Brunhild. The Brunhild. Brunhild. A hard-working Brunhild. <laughs> One for every Kriegsman. <laughs> <laughs> she's a sturdy woman. <laughs> With her, like, she's got, I imagine she's got, like, golden braids. That's exactly what I picture. And, like, yeah. like, the Princess Leia buns. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take you to the front line, <laughs> Guter. <laughs> oh my goodness! The uh, Blitzen, yeah, is up next. I don't go for it, it, James. Uh, utilizing the same chassis as the Guter Dammerung, made by the Blitzen, made the Blitzen sorry cheap and easy to produce and maintain. The Blitzen is an anti-aircraft gun, and while it can't match the firepower of the Hydra flag tank in terms of sheer firepower. It boasts superior range and can be easily pressed into an anti-tank role. It also cannot move under its own power and must be towed by an appropriate vehicle, such as the Brunhild. Ooh, wow. Nice. Some would say the backbone. The backbone of, of the, the tank artillery, army. yes, the is Brun- none other is, than the Brunhild. It's Brunhild herself. That's right. <laughs> She's just lugging around artillery pieces. Yeah. Right, yeah, just right. Moving them from She's place. just pulling them. <laughs> Uh, okay. which is great because the next vehicle is the Brunhild so it's an artillery tow piece a variant of the ubiquitous land crawler and agricultural vehicle the Brunhild predates the Krieg Civil War and was used as a lightly armored transporter by PDF units of Krieg for several millennia that image is ten, that image is ten out of ten. Uh, Great guys, I hope you really enjoy oh yeah, seeing the the YouTube picture. Is, the YouTube is super worth it, it to is. see that image right there. 
Uh, so although it is armed with a single heavy stubber, the Brunhilde is not a frontline combat vehicle, though it can be pressed into that role as needed. Gang press Brunhilde. Oh, Brunhilde. <laughs> That's hard on your soul, you know? Brunhilde, Brunhilde, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. How much can we get due to her? How much can we ask? <laughs> She gives Everything. so much. She gives so much. She's running around the front line, pulling around pieces of artillery. Carrying, what, two squads of guys? Yeah. And then she has to run around to the and be pressed into combat service. It's nice. Oh, the backbone of the Krieg. The, the Siegfried. The Siegfried was seen as a replacement for the Sentinel, whose locomotive system was too complex and the armoring too light for the dangerous conditions on Krieg at the time. Derived from the land crawler, it was armed with a multi-laser and replaced the land crawler's simple yet sturdy catalytic engine for a more powerful gas turbine one, which, despite being fit with considerably more armor, doubles the Siegfried's top speed. So they took like an agricultural vehicle put some guns on it, gave it a better engine, and now you got the Siegfried. It's pretty cool. Sturdy boy. Now Sturdy the Roy. Boy. Yeah. That's the next vehicle. The Roy. Yeah, the Siegfried and then the Roy. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> oh, okay. I got different notes then. <laughs> uh, all right. So the last one we have on the list is the Ragnarok. Uh, so, as the Lehman Rust battle tank became increasingly rare and ill-suited to the sulfurous battlefield, which was no man's land, the Ragnarok was conceived to take its place. A tank that didn't need to be fast, as long as it could traverse treacherous terrain, nor one with long range, as visibility beneath the pollution-clouded skies of Krieg was short, but most importantly, as simple to construct as possible. So, we're like, doesn't need to be fast... It doesn't need to have crazy firepower. It just needs to be reliable. Yeah. And be able to go over trenches, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Oh, it says traverse treacherous terrain, but oh. it should have said traverse trencherous oh. terrain. <laughs> oh, I like the dramatic Thank pause you. there. That was the anticipation. <laughs> Can I you, now? <laughs> you sit here and you contemplate the Brunhilde. Think of what she's done for you. Yes. How much she Give sacrificed. Give thanks to the Brunhilde. Uh, so I have a, a little bit of a... On the front? Uh, no, they're uh, statues for... Rhyming crap? <laughs> yeah. I, so these guys are... They it's are like, manipulating like, like regular... Driver. Sorry. It's like they took a trireme from uh, Greece and just, that's a great idea. Let's do one of those, but add it to a tank. <laughs> add it to a tank. Oh, I like it. It's a weird looking thing. That doesn't look like an official model. That looks uh, like a conversion. Yeah, the box on top is too boxy. All right. Um, so these guys are like changing tanks and yeah. doing things that aren't in STCs. Is this a good thing? Are they lauded for the changes they make to these vehicles? Is it seen as tech heresy? Are oh. does the Mechanicum okay with them manipulating their <laughs> precious machines? It seems like they get away with a lot just because how many people they provide. Yeah. Yeah. But like there there has to be Mechanicum adepts 
on Krieg, helping them to yeah. make these things, or some Forge world has to actually be creating them. But well, they're, these they're, guys they created were a manufacturum these. themselves, so they were making. But they weren't it. a Forge world. No, but they're still manufacturum. So. Yeah, but it, like, is it okay to just completely change something? Well, you know, you're in the middle of a 500 year long nuclear war. I think. I think you can get away you with it. You should have just lot. nuked them again. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It just seems to me like if this was on another planet, sure. this might very much be viewed uh, very poorly by the Mechanicum, yeah. the Mechanicus. Yeah. But for some reason, Krieg just, I think they do. They just get away <laughs> with a lot. Yeah. Well, are they still used today, did you say? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, the de- so those are the vehicles that the Death Corps kind of modified or created themselves. But uh, the Death Corp has also famously used a number of more exotic vehicles to great effect. So much so that the thought of some of these vehicles are synonymous with the Death Corp, the Death Corps of Krieg. Yeah, such as the Hades breaching drill. Like they didn't come up with it, but when you think that, you think Krieg. So the Hades breaching drill primary mission is to either tunnel below enemy positions or breach fortifications. It's a powerful cutting head or its powerful cutting head is equipped with a melta cutter for blasting rocks into liquid slag and also has four large diamantine tipped power cutters to quickly smash and pound rock into rubble, which is then evacuated via uh, via conveyor belt through the chassis. Yeah, they're pretty wild. Yeah, they're the drills are one of those things that like I think they're a cool addition. They they're they're kind of strange in their format for Krieg, but like it's kind of cool that they end up using them. Like they're not the typical like strategy you'd think of a Krieg because like going around just go into, go straight <laughs> at. But. Well, you just want to you want to be able to get into them as many ways as possible. You know, I'm sure, sure. if they could conceivably get, like, jump packs for all the creeks, <laughs> they'd be like, great, get us that much faster to sure. all our battle lines, right? Yeah. So, Well, that's one thing I never really understood about the Krieg is it's all kind of based off World War One, but they, they, um, they don't have any flyers either. Which I would, I'm surprised they wouldn't have well, some sort of. So the the Imperial Navy, like no guard regiment, has their own flyers. Like even Valkyries, they're not actually a part of the guard regiment. Um, like okay. the, um, fuck, I wish I remembered. Ex- there, I remember. I wish I remembered the exact branch that deals with flyers. But yeah, so hmm. all regiment. Yeah. yeah, it's part of the Navy. Uh, Aeronautica. Fuck, I don't remember the branch name, but yeah, no regiment has flyers. Interesting, okay. Yeah, it's all a part of the Navy. Um, typically, engineers will have spent weeks or months uh, digging and sapping a tunnel into position ahead of carefully planned attack. So this is back to the Hades breaching drill. And after they've been secretly moved into place, the Hades will then be uh, is then used to quickly smash through the last few yards of rock towards the target. Engineer squads then emerge from the tunnel in its wake, assaulting enemy positions in a surprise assault. Yeah, so that's kind of cool. They they only use these in for the last like little bit. Other well, than yeah, that, it'd slowly... be slowly. It's too much uh, vibrations on sure. the ground if you want to use that for the whole tunnel. Sure. So you got to slowly make your way. Yeah. So although slow and cumbersome, once on the surface, the Hades drill can be still be an improvised weapon and is capable of cutting through just about any material. People. This... <laughs> 
<laughs> Those are the softest of materials. <laughs> uh Unless you're talking about Krieg's sealed suits. Those are pretty tough. Those are good, yeah. Um, So the materials the Hades drill can get through includes uh, bunkers, defensive buildings, walls, vehicles, or even troops. (laughs) My Uh, God. However, the Hades is not really a battlefield weapon, but a piece of engineering equipment. Everything has to be able to go in the battle. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if you're the poor Kriegsman driving that thing, you're like, well... Where's my opportunity to kill for yeah. the emperor or die? Yeah. He's like, let me go through the troops. I can do it. I swear. Put me in, coach. Yeah. <laughs> Tired of sitting on the lines. Uh, in its past, it has been pressed into service on the surface when attacking heavily fortified positions or fortress walls. But high rates of loss means it is a weapon of last resort and considered poor replacement for the dedicated siege platforms such as lemon rust demolishers yeah so sometimes they'll use them to through to tunnel through walls but they're really not designed for that they're they're made for digging underground um, i imagine they're just too easy of a target i guess yeah like, yeah too slow and cumbersome they said so yeah yeah not able to survive under like massive fire or anything yeah so exactly um, so the next one we have is the Gorgon Armored Assault Transport. So it is a heavily armored trench warfare vehicle designed to transport a large number of troops across no man's land. An entire platoon of 50 guardsmen can be crammed into the Gorgon's armored hull, typically prior to the assault from behind enemy lines, and be delivered right onto the enemy's doorstep in relative safety. Gorgons are not routinely assigned frontline duty except for major assaults, and because of their large, cumbersome size, they're almost never fielded on an open battlefield. They're fucking cool looking, though. They are a cool model, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, the side of it um, really, like, it really speaks of the other chassis in the, like, the guard's lineup mm. but then for some reason like they just completely overhauled the top of it yeah. and changed all of it yeah. so it's cool i like these like little quad <clears throat> turrets up there I yeah that's only two but yeah yeah they're, they're cool. cool yeah i love that front flamer. the front loading like unloading ramp or whatever oh i love land raiders as well that have that front Ooh. piece open yeah they're, they're fucking neat oh yeah. <laughs> that's what that's what you pay okay. to see the, that's what you go to the youtubes for right there. <laughs> see karen riding the riding the she's having a great time <laughs> okay up next we got the centaur so the centaur are typically used to tow field artillery pieces such as heavy quad launchers and heavy more oh, the brunhilde what have they yeah, done well, to the brunhilde well she's dead now no <laughs> Uh, so they'll tow heavy quad launchers and heavy mortars and provide transport for the weapons crew. While they have limited armoring, they are not intended to be frontline combat vehicles. However, 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 <laughs> centaurs are also provided to grenadiers and command squads as a means of fast battlefield transport. Command <laughs> squad. I don't know what happened there. It's cool looking, though. Matt, I love all it's the... It's so uh, short and stubby. Yeah, it that's awesome. Matt, all their models are so fucking sweet. That's my story. Thank you for coming. <laughs> this is my TED Talk. Yeah, thanks for coming <laughs> to my TED Talk. Great models. Well, the thing... The, 
Building a Krieg army is a expensive endeavor. <laughs> I, I just have so many different ideas of how I'd like to do it. Like, I'd love to do all, like, just Hades breaching drills and engineers or, like, just weird vehicles that they have. Like, oh, yeah, you could build such a cool flavored list. Hmm. Uh, we'll talk about the Malkador's battle tank next. Or Malkador. Malkador. Ah. Savior of the Imperium, the some would say. Another badass-looking tank. So it is somewhat larger and heavier than the more familiar and versatile Lehman Russ. The Malkador's bulk and heavy layers of armor plating give it improved durability. Its main armament is the venerable battle cannon, while secondary fire comes from a hull-mounted heavy bolter and sponson-mounted heavy stubbers. One major flaw with the Malkador is that its primary weapon is mounted in a limited traverse turret embrasure. Embrasure? Embracer. It's not really a downside. If anything, it just, you know exactly where you need to point your gun, and it's right at the enemy. You don't need to worry about ups and downs or lefts and rights. You just gotta point forward. Yeah. Simple. And if you're not going towards the enemy, you're doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong (laughs) in the first place. So... And then the hull's shape and armoring further limits the firing arc of its other weapons. Yeah, it's like a forward-facing yeah. Yeah. big boy. Yeah, it's very cool. Okay, big good boy. Uh, so the last one we're going to talk about are is the Macarius Heavy Tank. So the Macarius is a heavy tank named after the legendary Lord Commander Solar Macarius and referred to as a second-generation Baneblade. Uh, fulfilling the same battlefield role as the Baneblade. There are a few different variants of the Macarius, including the Vanquisher, Vulcan, and Omega, each variant weapons focused on a specific task. Smaller and with fewer weapons, the Macarius cannot hope to match the Baneblade in firepower. Sorry, Josh. Mm. Um, Armor, engine performance, or advanced logic engines. It's just all around slightly worse. Yeah. Mm. But despite these failings, it is still a solid heavy tank carrying very thick frontal armor, allowing it to survive the most dangerous of assaults. Yeah. So it might not be um, a Bane Blade, but you can still shout, Damn, boy! (laughs) Damn, boy! He's thick! (laughs) Well, I mean, even look at that thing. The cannon on it is just massive. It's pretty big. This picture right here is so cool how they got the Krieg on the back of the tank there, or that model. Oh, yeah. Is that just a massive spotlight on the top of it? Uh, yeah, or a gas mask, one of the two. <laughs> I think it's a spotlight. That's, yeah. <laughs> there, there's lots of – I think one of the things, too, like just as a side note to the Krieg, is they did a really good job of giving them nice poses. Yeah. Like mm. so all the models for the Krieg infantry are just – I think one of GW's best job – I guess it's Forge World, but – it's one of their best efforts at posing infantry. Yeah. They're all very dynamic, but also very interesting. Yeah, they're, they're the, crouching sometimes. They're looking around. But I just think it was one of their best efforts in sculpting yeah. out of all, any of them. It's cool, too. They they designed three squads. They defi- designed, like, a standing, like, one at attention. Mm. Then they designed one that was advancing and then the one that's firing. Oh, so, very cool, yeah. Yeah, it's very cool. So you can kind of – you could do – one squad all the same or mix and match but yeah. it, they end well, up looking really nice together and you can also like do a parade army if you really wanted yeah with the attention. Just, like attention people yeah. yeah oh it's so cool they just i i love it yeah. i think that there's pretty much nothing that has come close even in even though the primary sculpts are really nice they just don't have the the 
dynamic, I guess, or the... Yeah, I think the the dynamic is a good way to put it. Just the fact that there's that massive range of level of of what's in the models itself. Yeah, and and, and just... It's it's more just that the, the poses feel... I don't know. There's something gritty about them that sure. they feel really good. Yeah. yeah, and even the way people paint it on the terms of that gritty, they paint like they they tend to look better in like a realistic style painting. So yeah. covered like, in mud. And, exactly. Yeah. Where like you know, Space Marines. I think you. I kind of like them where they're like they're pristine, bright and popping, and yeah. like even if they're weathered, they're still like you know, Imperial Fist yellow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're where, yeah, they're just bold colors and yeah. and they're very pretty almost. Yeah. Too pretty, even. Too too pretty for battle. That's right. That's something you'd never say about a Kriegsman. No. <laughs> you'd be like, you're too ugly to live. Get in there. Get in the fight, <laughs> you yeah. salty sea dog. <laughs> yeah, like, look at this squad right here. Yeah. Like, they're all just standing there, kind of looking around casually. Yeah, just ready for it. Yeah. yeah. And then the next one, yeah, that your cursor's on right now, they're all in, like, gun-ready positions and... Yeah, yeah. Mixing those up between all your squads would be nice. Yeah. Well, that's that's why I loved doing the bases for them because it was so cool because you could have, like, one of them's hiding behind a brick wall yeah. for my guys, and it's one shooting through a broken wall, and it there's so much stuff you can do. Yeah. And it it just it's so <laughs> great. <laughs> They're crazy, man. I think I think everyone at one point's like, oh, I wish I had a death core, and then you look at the price tag, and then the price like, is so oh, prohibitive. It is, of it. It is, yeah. But Just the fact it's... that it's from Forge World. Mm. Well, not only that, but I think even for Forge World, the the Krieger, the yeah. steep cost. Mm. For and like and an when you're talking squad. like Imperial Guardsmen, you're paying like I don't know, hundred bucks for fifty points. Probably, yeah. like you have to buy so much, so well, much. And the thing too about Krieg is like. Even if it's not going to win you a lot of games, you want to go he- infantry heavy. Yeah. It's just because that's yeah. the aesthetic is yeah. the, the, the tank masses. is way cheaper, but it doesn't look nearly as cool as no. just having no. lines because, of Kriegs willing yeah, because to die. You, might, you could be any yeah. guard unit. You could might as well do Cadians if you're going to do all tanks. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But <laughs> when you're doing the Krieg, you want I want I want a hundred guardsmen on the field <laughs> and them to just get mowed down because that's just yeah. it feels right. It yeah, does. they're one of those armies that you win when you lose. Even they're yeah, nice it, like it, that, just it, like orcs, where it's like, well, okay, well, it's still a fun fight. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I, yeah, there. I'm pretty sure everyone has had that moment where, like, man, I want to do a Krieg army. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for real. And I think uh, as much as I like Cadians and stuff, they're cool. But I, I really hope that Krieg get more and more prominent in the lore, and like they change from like Cadians being the standard to maybe Krieg being the standard kind of grim dark kind of 40k that gets people in well i think there's even there's an easy out for them on that too up to the yeah the uh earth shaker those those things are my favorite yeah that's i love those they just look like classic napoleonic cannons even fucking (laughs) delightful civil war cannons yeah like a mortar or something like that yeah yeah but like if games workshop ever wanted to turn Krieg into like their poster boys instead of Cadia like even lorically it's not that big of a stretch like the fact that they give 50 million guardsmen every year Mm, that seems like like, a lot they've so I don't know exactly what year it is right now but it's been at least like 200 years yeah that's a lot of Kriegsmen that have been flooding Mm. the galaxy yeah 
Right? So they're yeah. probably they've probably been seen in a good number of places and battlefronts in the, the yeah. galaxy. Well, it makes more sense that they would be everywhere than the Cadians. Well the Cadians mm. just had such massive numbers. Yeah, but and they were also, right on the, the yes, gate. They're right? fighting at the gate more though. Like yeah. whereas there's nothing attacking Krieg. So yeah. they could be they can be anywhere. I don't know. I I, I would love that. I don't think it'll happen. Oh, well, like, me so, neither. But so, it would be uh, cool. Isn't Forge World like now releasing um or no longer releasing their own books? Aren't they putting it yeah. into Games Workshop is taking over like Forge World codices. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure I mean I don't fully know, but I haven't heard anything that said Games Workshop is going to be releasing Plastic these kits, models. Yeah. It's still no, by Forge World, which yeah. means the pricing is going to be the exact same. Yeah. yeah. But even even so, it'd still be nice to have more stuff from them. Just even more infantry and stuff like yeah. that. It Obviously. Just... Yeah. We all want more things for our armies. Except even for, uh, me. Touché, you know touché. what? I think that there's not enough Necron releases that I've seen recently. How are you feeling over so... there with all the Primaris releases? You, you, do you need it's more? Get, it's getting like it's getting tough. Like, <laughs> I see the releases oh my god, I haven't even finished Indominus yet and I still have, and now there's like five new things I need to get. Ugh. <laughs> Josh would love that problem, okay? Woody, yes. do you want to spend another $600 on uh, Kriegs <laughs> yes. to get another five models? Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's that's tough for Krieg, I think. They, I think they are low. If it wasn't for the costume, they would be almost everyone's favorite guard unit. Yeah. Yeah. But. Well, uh, that kind of covers um, the Death Corps. <laughs> yeah, they're they're awesome. What what's your guys' favorite thing about them? I can start if no one else has something. Go for it. I really like their trench warfare, like uh the the digging. The digging underneath, doing like tunnels and bursting out. I really like that aspect of it. Um you don't really see it that often. So mm. if I was to do an army, that's definitely what it'd be. A bunch of uh just combat engineers and those drills. I'm all about those those horses. You all oh, the horses. The Death are Riders. So, so, yeah, it's crazy. Um, I've been on like Google Images, just looking at images, and some like some of the people have like hundreds of horses. There's ten thousand dollars right there. Honestly, <laughs> you just look at the picture, you're like, whoa. Well, people love them. But, like uh, I said, if you yeah. if you take the plunge on Death Car, it's like, but yeah, the, if I were to do it, I'd like just a massive horse army and infantry, just horses and infantry, no tanks. Get that out of there. Yeah. Get that out of there. But even their like their Gleeman Russ, I love the aesthetic of like the um the Vanquisher cannon. That thing looks so beautiful. Is the Vanquisher is that like the That's really a long, long one? Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, no, it's it's good for sure. Yeah, like your your Krieg, you'd kinda do a little bit of everything, eh? <gasps> Thirty three dollars <laughs> for a single model. Single horse. Yeah, and you feel like oh. how many of them when you actually fight with them? It's I rough. don't think you can even buy them in in groups. <laughs> no, you can't. Yeah, you can't. Can you put it on there? Oh my! Oh, there it is! Oh, there it is! <laughs> for four hundred and seventy dollars Canadian, you will get uh, one, two, three, fifteen, four, five, six, maybe twenty, fifteen, thirty, sixteen. I don't know, something like that. Fifteen for Only for five hundred dollars. That's not. Good. And points wise, that's probably not a lot of points right there. No. Oh, that's probably maybe 150 points. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's like, rough. How? How is that? That's crazy. Okay. 
That's okay. Everything's out of stock anyway, so. Hmm. Um, yeah. I don't know. I think my favorite thing about Krieg is they're too indoctrinated to realize what they're doing isn't good. <laughs> yeah, that is nice. Yeah, they can be like a detriment on the battlefield. Yeah, <laughs> I think like that dedication and like that full like dive into yeah. craziness is what I really like about the the Creed. <laughs> yeah, it's it's nice for sure. Yeah, it's just like <laughs> anyone else can rationally look at this and be like, you know what? I'm not going to charge that. Another commissar. When a commissar tells you, like, whoa, rein it in. That's that's um, how you know you're doing a good job. Yeah, that's what you want. Well, I was, sorry. I no, no, go ahead. I was playing my brother once. Um, I, I was doing Creed, and I think he was doing Space Marines, and. I was getting just mowed down with my troops. Oh, even with your loaded dice? <laughs> Whoa, shots fired. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I wanted to pull back because everything in me was like, okay, retreat and try and regroup, do something. But yeah. He's like, you're creaky. You can't do that. <laughs> can't do that. <laughs> Frick. Can't give up an inch of ground. If you took that, it's yours. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like that the that culture of them and you do like when you play with them you want to put your guys right up there you know it's just like you adopt a little bit of that mentality of like get my guys on the front line get those shovels out you know yeah yeah that comes with a a vehicle though in all fairness a vehicle that might be like 90 bucks yeah that's sweet. It's, sweet it's still expensive james don't get me wrong well, i just i feel bad for anyone who wants to like yeah. legitimately build yeah. out a full. Well, that's why you go to uh, recasters. Yeah, no, you do illegal no. activities. You make your own. You print your Lore own. Lorehammer does not advocate. No, Lorehammer for... does not. But Mark as a person does. Yeah, which but... they are separate entities. Absolutely. So, <laughs> um, Bring your lawsuits to. Yeah, uh... you, you definitely want to use Forga World for sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. I think that's Say goodbye all to those to uh, those sponsorships. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. There's I'm a trying huge to get that Burger World sponsorship. <laughs> what has GW ever done for me? <laughs> Created a platform for you to have this podcast. <laughs> well, minor detail, I guess. Minor, minor. detail. <laughs> yeah, so that's uh, the Death Corps. <laughs> they're sweet. I like them. Yeah, they're pretty neat. I learned a, a decent amount. I, I Everyone knows, like, the memes sure, about sure, everything. Sure, You know, and I feel like it's kind of stupid, but that's me a lot of times, too. <laughs> like, I'm way more familiar with how people meme about some faction or army way more than I actually know. Yeah. So it's kind of nice to just, like, dive right in, do yeah. some digging, and sort through <laughs> the reality of it. Yeah. Yeah, like, one of the things I learned for sure was just, yeah, they're so new in the galaxy mm-hmm. like they've only been around for maybe a couple hundred years like as their current kind of uh rendition of it they yeah. i learned that um but they're still like they're still so prevalent with what they've done too. yeah they're new but yeah. they're like when you have so many mark. people yeah yeah it's just it goes back to the fact that they give so many bodies that they're able to be in so many yeah. places mm-hmm. and they fit the like aesthetic of the imperium a lot like almost to a T. Oh yeah, like mm. look at those guys. Like they're they're fucking grim dark as shit. Yeah, it it's nice that they don't look feudal. 
Yeah. Like, they have that weird, like, coat and the gas mask, which makes them, to me, it just makes them look dirty, but it doesn't make them look, like, lesser technology. Yeah. You know, like, some of the guards regiments you see, and sure. you're like, how could you possibly fight against the Eldar? Yeah, How yeah. could you possibly fight against the Necron? You know, whereas these guys, they, they have the same technologies, and they look like they belong in that level yeah but they still look really dirty and grungy yeah which is which i think is really nice yeah. yeah another really cool thing too when going over the notes is so forge world they're like they kind of took the death cork under their wing and forge world does like a really good job of describing like minute details like we know exactly how long their combat blades are or their, yeah their we know bayonets. how much all um, their vehicles weigh and exactly. their top speeds yeah and, um, like their and engine capacities and... even just we went over like their piece of uh their gas mask and it has three parts and we went into all the parts like there's so much information yeah. like on how stuff actually works and you really don't see a lot of that from like gw main so it's kind of cool seeing it from um yeah kind of knowing the nitty-gritty details of it all it's nice because uh everything that we've seen with the death gore is very much grounded in reality sure that's cool too right yeah. like it it is even though it might be like a really powerful respirator unit it's still just a respirator yeah. unit you know mm-hmm. like the whole chemical treatment of cloth to yeah like seal like we have things that do similar things right so it's not like they're trying to explain how the anti-grav on an impulsor works or the void shields you know so that is really cool is that you can really feel like you are a part of it because everything you can kind of like see in our own reality so yeah well i think partially i could be wrong but I think partially that is you are. because oh, oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just shut up then. <laughs> but no, um, partially it's because it's based off German World War One. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and totally. It's that was real, and so if you can, was it? I think so. It there is theory. I wasn't there. I'm a conspiracy theorist. So I wasn't like, there. But um, didn't see with my eyes. <laughs> Pix, right. Pixar didn't happen. <laughs> And even sometimes those pics are fake. Uh, black so, and white fi- photos don't count. Yeah. So I They're get in trouble real. for talking about Forga World, but you yeah. can be a, a full-on World War One denier, and that's fine. Eh? <laughs> I never said that. I'm just questioning it. I think <laughs> oh, you have to question. I'm just asking you question questions. everything. You know? <laughs> that's crazy. Assume nothing. Okay. But, like, it's based off a real thing, so if you have... You have good source materials. Yeah. Hmm. Thing, yeah. Yeah, and a lot of it, like, as soon as you picture Germans from World War One, like, you can picture that, and then mm. you can instantly translate it onto this. So it's nice. I like it. I like it all. Yeah. Mm. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, well, before we actually say goodbye, we want to take a moment to thank our newest uh, contributors of Ooh. the Imperial Tithe. Oh, the Patreon members. Uh, My goodness, you guys are awesome. Yeah, so I'm going to run down the list. And, uh, you know, when you hear your name, give yourself a little pat on the back uh-huh. for contributing to our show. So thank you to Ryan, jo- Joni, Soy Canadies, 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 Michael, <laughs> Nathan, Louis, or Louis, David, Chris, KJ, Senmauto, Chris, Slovak Minis, Alan, Paul, Mad March Bear, Matthew, Larry, Waylon, Squirrel. Squirrel. <laughs> Look at the little squirrel. <laughs> uh, Big Money, Dale, The Real Fuzzy Lumpkin, 
Glace 105, Bryce, Dagon, Robert, David, Salty Beef Daddy, <laughs> and Connor. Oh, that's nice. Oh. Th- thank you so much to yeah. everyone who uh, contributes. It's awesome. It's really encouraging for us to see yeah. people actually give us money. So Yeah, oh, money is very encouraging. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. You talk where you, you put your money where your wallet, where you put your... If the, no, no, no. You grab put your the, money put in the, my wallet. That's the, the thing. You, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, and once again, we are going Spotify exclusive on October 21st. So if you look for us and you can't find us, we're going to only be on Spotify. Download so the sure. app. Follow us on there. because Download then, the free app. Yeah. It's free. You'll, so please come join us. If you follow us, you'll get updates when we release new episodes and you can create playlists and automatically down them. Oof. So, Man. Yeah, uh, it, it's uh, nice. Spotify's not paying me to say... Their Spotify radio thing, I freaking love it. Um, so basically, you find a song you like, then they have a button called Spotify radio, and it just matches you with a bunch of other Spotify or a bunch of other music that yeah. sounds like it. It's amazing. I love it. I I just listen to that all day now. It's and nice. find so much nice music. So even if you're not coming for us, which you should, go get Spotify anyways, because I, oh, oh, I love music now. He didn't before. I, I, he hated I, it with a passion. Well, no, I, I just, I couldn't be bothered to go out of my way to try to find mu- new music, you know? And, oh, now I have to try to find this. But Spotify Radio, it's great. You find one song, now you have a thousand. It's perfect. So uh, go check out Spotify. Like, subscribe us on there. Or What do they call it? What's the official? Follow. Follow? Follow. You follow podcasts. Hmm, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Cool. I like it. Well, uh, thanks, Josh, for joining us. No problem. I hope you had fun. It was fun. It was very interesting. Yeah? Learned some, learned a little bit? Yeah. Good. Cool. Thank you, James, as always. It's always a pleasure. We appreciate you doing those tests in your basement to figure out how (laughs) gas masks work. Yeah, it was. It's a sacrifice I'm willing to make. For we appreciate. This podcast, we you know? never did determine. We, though. I hope they cure cancer before I die. From <laughs> Me is, too, buddy. Me too. Is the gas mask reliable enough to survive in a tournament setting with the smells and the odors? Well, How... I'll wear it next time we play a game. I'll wear. I'll wear a gas mask the whole time and see if it can help. Kind of. In... Yeah, if it gets me more in the. I'm That's gonna freak now. me the fuck out just to have you staring across the table <laughs> with a gas mask on. I'm not gonna enjoy that. I set think. up no some glow so the goggles. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, but are are your lenses rubbed with anti-fogging no, coating? <laughs> okay. Perfect. Yeah, I will expect to see that just like Freaky. one at a time. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. uh, thanks for listening to the show, and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. I cut.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.